Welcome everyone to the Avaytorah Dav Yomi Shur in Diashol. We're now beginning. Dav Mem Hei Amor And we're doing Dav Mem Hei today. Okay, we're starting on the bottom of Mem Dal Amabet. Tani Shila. Shila learned. Three lines before the bottom. Shalosh Midot Benara. There's three different um, types of Nara Hamurasa. Nara Murasa is a girl who uh, was 12 years old, got engaged with a Kedushin. And then uh, she sinned with someone before she got um, before she got fully married. Then after she's fully married, she's accused of it. Husband accuses her. And then uh, she'll get killed. For, for being a married woman, an engaged woman is a married woman in Torah, because she already got a Kedushin ring, and she'll get killed for it. Now the question is, this, but there's still three different types of this lady, because it depends when it happened. If the witnesses came while she was still in, while she was already in her father-in-law's house, that's the standard case, which means she already got fully married, and the witnesses came about what she did before she was fully married, because she had to be a Nara when it happened, She's in the Betavia that she sinned while she was in her father's house. Then, so clean without Betavia. Then you have to kill her at. Betim will kill her, but the, the place of the killing has to be at the entrance to her father's house. In order to show that the father is a little bit culpable for not raising her the right way. So we change the place of Skila to the father's house. If we do a Baulah, let's say, instead of being the normal case where it happens after she's fully married, it happens that the witnesses come while she still hasn't been fully married. Then they give us the same secular punishment, but it happens like a regular case at the Shara'ir, at the gate of the city. What if she did a sin, and in the end, she became, went to the next stage. The next stage of a girl is 12 and a half, where she's a bogeret. Then what happens? We actually change the death penalty, and she gets the chenek death penalty, which is the penalty that a girl would get had she actually sinned afterwards. So in other words, we're telling you now that even though a nara girl gets skila, and this girl sinned as a nara, her changing to become a bogeret should cause her to change the death penalty to the lighter death penalty of a bogeret of chenek. Okay. <coughs> this girl sinned with somebody else. She was a mar- married girl. She got a ring of kedushin, and she sinned with somebody else. The rule with with a married girl sinning is if she is a twelve year old girl and she only has a ring, but not a full marriage, she gets sikila, the stronger death penalty. If she's a girl who's uh, uh, fully married, she gets chenek. Also, chenek is a lighter death penalty. Also, if she was uh, an older girl, she'll get fully, or she'll get this death penalty. So we're telling you now, even though in theory, this took place when she was only 12, and therefore, she should get the strict death penalty. 
But because her body changed and she became a bogeret, she became a, a 13-year-old girl, which is a different stage in the Torah, although we call that a different stage. Therefore, we're going to change her to the light of death penalty. Okay? That's what this Sheila was telling us from a brighter. Now, we're going to extrapolate from that brighter that whenever something changes, whenever a person's body changes, so too will the punishment changes. Remember, do you mean to say your contradiction is not true? We have another brighter that says, if you have a Nana Murasa, again, an engaged girl, who sinned, and then after she became 13, there was, a, there was a bad name that came on her, which means that the guy lied about her, that she sinned, but she really didn't. Now, normally, he should get Malkut for that, if she was younger. But now she, since he did it when she was older, who enaloke? He doesn't have to pay the get the malkut. He doesn't give a hundred selah. Okay, because it changed. He vizomea, and she, and the and anyone who falsely testified to her, they go to betzikila. Right away, question. What do you mean? She and the and 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 her framing witnesses. What are you talking about? One or the other. Either she gets killed or the framers get killed. If they're lying, but they can't both get killed. We change it to either her, she, or her framers, people who are trying to frame her. They get sikila. So you see that they're still getting sikila over here, even though technically uh, she should get chenek because her body changed and now she's a bogeret. You see over here, they're giving her chenek. I'm sorry, we're giving her a skila, which is the death, which is the death penalty for a nara. So you see that it doesn't change. Rabbi says, you bring your proof from Motsi Shemra. Shani Motsi Shemra. Don't bring your proof from there, because Motsi Shemra is an exception. Because in a standard case where a girl wouldn't have had relations, let's say you have a girl gets gets married, and before he had time to have, the husband had done relations, she's in with somebody else. So in that case, she would being that she's went to the chupa already. She gets chenek, whether she, her body changed or not. And motzi shimna, when you have a case of motzi shimna, she gets skila, right? So this girl, a motzi shimna, even though she's fully married, she still gets skila. Normally a girl wants, the, this, the, a regular girl, the accusation comes. If the accusation comes afterwards, she should get the later punishment. Here she's getting She's getting sikilah, she's getting the earlier punishment. So you see that it's an exception. Maybe the Torah only makes that chidush when her body changed. But 
when her body didn't change, we don't make the we don't make the, the different differentiation. Klomar don't bring a Rashi says, don't bring a proof from a regular Moti Shimla to here. Why? Because over there, even though the, the law changed, because had she sinned, it wouldn't change the, the, the death penalty. Right? But when but when but when a girl changes her body, may, I mean she gets older and her body changes. Maybe that changes the death penalty. Oh, they here. Hold on, Leo, you ready? I'm ready. It's the wrong, uh... I'm here. Wow, sick. Okay, good. We missed you. Yeah, I know. The boys are there. I'll be right there. It's uh, it's me and Albert today. Awesome. Let's go. Hello? Okay. El Amar of Nachman Bar Yitzhak, Ishtani Vlo Ishtani Tanahi. Rather, we'll explain that this machloket of whether the body change, the body changing changes the law or not, is actually machloket Tanahi. The Tanah we learned in the Mishnah. Now, this Mishnah is discussing the case of a, a, a person uh, who made a mistake and did something that makes him chayav chatat. Uh, a korban. Now, there's three different types of korbanot. One, if you're a regular guy, and one, if you're a um, a nasi, if you're a, a prince, and other, if you're a uh, kohen, kohen gadol. Okay, three different. Depending on what your status is, you bring a different korban. So we're going to bring this proof to the from this case. So here you have a case of a guy who did a sin, and he did it before he became. Elected. Okay. Now, when he gets elected, he needs to bring a different korban. Then he got elected. He's a he's like he brings the korban like a regular guy, right? Rabbi Shimon says no. If they found out about it before he was elected, then Chayavim then he has to bring the regular korban. Mishinit manu, but if he found out. And he made the mistake and he needed to bring the korban. Mishinit manu. Once he was elected, then peturim, then they patur. Patur completely. Not, not only don't you bring the next korban, you completely patur. Because you didn't find out the mistake until you already changed categories and therefore you bring nothing. So what we see from here is that according to Rabbi Shimon, that mish, that um, if they found out of it before they're appointed, and then they have to bring the khatat. But Mishinu, if they found out afterwards, because their body changed, so then they're patur. So you see that body changes will change your korban and will change your halakha. Over here, we're assuming that the changing your from a regular guy to a king is like a body change. And therefore, you see the Mishinu holds patur, and the Tanakama holds it, it's the same. And therefore, we see that it's a machloket The Gemara doesn't like that. Gemara says, "No, you can't compare." We could say that Rabbi Shimon is not disagreeing that body changes do things. Rather, he's saying that you also following your 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 knowledge, the fact that the guy knew that he did the sin. When he knew he did the sin, that should, that's what changes his halacha. In other words, we see that. 
when you found out that the sin also plays a factor. But do we know that that's the only factor that changes? We don't see that. In our case, we're saying that when you change, that's the only factor. Over there, he's just adding, Rabbi Shimon only adds it. Imken, Laiti Korban Kihashta. If Rabbi Shimon would have held that, uh, it, that changing your body completely changes you, he should say that you should you're not patur completely. He should say that you have to bring a korban the way you are now, the way your body changed. So now that you change to be a king, you bring a seir as opposed to seira, uh, a male goat as opposed to a female goat as a common girl, common person. Or mashuach, if you became a kohen gadol, you bring a pod as opposed to a common guy which brings a seira, uh, a female goat. A pod is a, a bull. So that, we don't like that answer. And Mara says, so if Yochanan told the Tana, which is the person, Tana is not an actual Tana, if Yochanan doesn't have Tana in front of him, Tana is the person who's quoting a Brita. he says, Tidon Beskila, change the Brita and say, instead of saying that Tidon Bechenek, we'll say that she gets Skila and that it doesn't change. Why would we get Sekilah? The Torah says you only do Nara Murasa, and this girl is a Bogeret. This girl is the, the Torah only says we do stoning for a girl who's 12 to 12 and a half. This girl is a Bogeret. Amar of Ila, Amar Kapasuk says, Hanara. Extra word, hey. Hanara Shaitakvar, the one who used to be a Nara, and therefore, even though you Bogeretified, the Pasuk included you. Amar lei Rav Chanina lei Rav Eli Ihachi. If that's true, that the hey is coming to include that milkel nami lilki umeasil nami lishlem. So why don't we say that the, if the husband accused her falsely in a case like this, he should also get malkut and pay a hundred selah? How can we say you don't? Amar lei Rachmanan Nitzlan Mehaidata. Hashem should save us from your way of thinking. Moses Adraba Rachmanan Nitzlan Mehaidata Didach. Rechanan said, back, Hashem should save us from your way of thinking. So each rabbi does not like the other way of thinking. Time am I. What's the reason for the difference? When it comes to the woman, her action caused it. And the man, there's a difference between the girl whose punishment is going to stay the same whether she comes a begotet because that girl stayed the same because she, it was her action that caused the thing. But this guy, it was his talking that did the thing. I mean, the fact that he said that she did something she didn't do, that's what caused him to pay the 100 she- selah and, and get the malkut. Therefore, Kishizanai, when she sinned, assuming that she sinned and she's getting killed, when did she sin? That she was a nana, she was a nana at that point. And therefore, she didn't get the nana punishment. Vizu, but the husband, it's his moving of his lips, his talking that causes him to pay the 100 shekel when he was lying about his wife. When did he get that chiyuf? Ha'yishaita. It was now. When he talked, assuming that he was lying about her, so she never did anything. There, is, there was no action that would solidify it at the time of Narut. It's just his talking. When did he talk? She was a Bogeret. So when she's a Bogeret, he's not, he, he's not going to be Patur from 
Aisha the Bogeret Tavet, therefore she was a Bogeret, and therefore he's going to be Batur from the 100 Selaim and the uh, Malkut. Okay. Tanu Rabbanan. If you have a girl who's 12 years old, engaged, and she's sent. We said that we stone her at the father's house. There's no father's house. Let's say the father is homeless. We take her to the entrance of the gate. But if you're in the city, we're mostly, mostly going. We do it by the, door, the gate. We do it by the gate. Similar thing. Also, if a guy does idol worship, we stone him in the gate of the city where he worshipped in that city. We Where do we know this rule of where we stone the guy? It says, You bring him to your gate. Now, that's the gate where he worshipped. That's why we do it in the city where he worshipped. Is it the gate where he worshipped? Maybe it's the gate where he got judged. Assuming there's no, uh, there's no betin in that city. After all, you need a betin of 23. Not always you have a betin of 23 in every city. So if the guy did have a in a city, that, in a town that has no betin of 23, and they take him to the, a different city which does have a betin to, to judge him there, maybe we should, if we decide to kill him, which gate should we kill him at? The gate of the city where he did the sin or the gate of the city which has the betin? It says the word Sharecha later on. It says Sharecha earlier. Just like the one that says before. It's, it's the Shar, where it happened to him. Because the Pasuk, that's before it said, uh, if you, you found Be'echad Sharecha, if you find in one of your gates, so that, just like that one, is the gate where the guy worshipped. So too, when we kill the guy, and it says the word Sharecha, it's also referring to the gate where he worshipped, and the place where he worshipped, and not the Betin that has the 23. Another Pasuk that will teach you the same thing. You do it in your gates, and not in the gates of the Goyim. So therefore, you can't do it in a place where... It's mainly goyim, so it must be we're talking to the betin. Mar says, "Hi sharecha ha'afiyita." We already used it in the brayta to tell you that you do in the, in the in the gate of the city where you worship. How can you use it twice to exclude the city goyim? Imken lemakach shad. Why does it say the word shad? My sharecha. Why say your gates? Shmuel Netanyahu. In fact, it says shad and sharecha allows you to to learn two different things. Shad sharecha. We see this only when a guy did idol worship. That the, the pasuk says that has to be sharecha. How do we know by that also it happens at the gates? And we know if the father has no house, we have to do it in the gate of the city. says petach petach. We have a gezera sheva. Says the word petach by It says petach by the mishkan. Upetach mishar. We learn the word petach from the word shar, which it says in the same word. Shar petach shar echaser. Ushar misharecha. And shar from sharecha by idol worship. So basically, it's a four way Gizra Sheva. Petach petach connects Nana Murasa to Mushkan. Petach and shar are both in Mishkan, they're both in the same pasuk. Shar 
is connected to Shalecha by idol worship. So therefore, Nara Mursa gets connected to idol worship, and both of them have to be at the gate of the city. Okay, basically to summarize, Sharecha, which it says by idol worship, if they take him Elechat Sharecha, is connected to Shad by the Mishkan, and Shad is next connected to Petach, which is the same pasuk at the Mishkan, and Petach is is by Petach Petavia is mentioned by Namurasa, which connects the first one to the fourth one. Says the Shemra, person who's lying about his wife cheating on him, he gets killed, he gets Malkut, and he pays 100 Sela. Rabbi Daumer, when it comes to getting Malkut, he gets Malkut regardless. But the 100 Sela, he pays the 100 Sela only if he had relations with her. But if he did not have relations with her, he does not pay the 100 Sela. Okay, according to this, who that says, it makes a difference whether or not he had relations or not. Okay, so according to the Chachamim, even if he didn't have relations with her, if he tried to get her killed by saying falsely that she sinned while she was engaged, he will get the, the same punishment. And according to the Rabbi Lezer, he only gets the Malkut, but not the hundred tzela. This argument between these two rabbis is like the same as Rabbi Lezer, this is what he means to say. Motzi Shemna gets Malkut and gives the hundred tzela. Ben Baal, Ben Shlabal, whether he had relations or not. Kilabana, like Kilabana. He gets Malkut regardless. But the hundred sela, if he had relations, he gives. We'll see it soon. Others say, everyone holds like a Bezbeyakov. Right? This is what the Bible is saying. The Motsi gets both punishments. Ruda says that he gets Malkut either way. According to the second way of learning, even the Tanakama agrees that if she didn't have relations, nothing happens. Right. But Tanakama is saying, as long as he had relations, but otherwise nothing. And Ruda says, no, even without relations, you still get Malkut. Right? Tanakama will say you don't get Malkut because it's a law of Sheinbo There's no action, you're just talking. And Rabbi Da says you're already included in the same thing. Says Mara, really hold that you got Malkut anyway? If you have relations, he gets Malkut. No Baal, if you don't have relations, you don't have Malkut. So, he doesn't, doesn't say, so you see that he doesn't hold like that. I'm Rabbi Nachman. When Rida says you get Malkut, it means you get a Malkut, Malkot, Mardot. Which means that 
Anytime a person goes against the rabbis, you can get a malkut. Not because you get the malkut to Oraita, just because you went against the rabbis. Here too, you get malkut for going against the rabbis, but that's it. It's not a malkut to Oraita. Okay? Rav Papa says no. We're now on Mim Baba went off. Papa says no. My baloke, the Katani Hatam, what does it mean? It says baloke. Loke means mamon. You get hit monetarily in the pocket. So the word malkut is a euphemistic word according to our papa. It doesn't mean we actually hit you. It means that if you had relations, then you have to pay the money. You get hit with the with the with the fine. Because mamon malkut, do we call mamon malkut? Yes. because we learned in the brayta, haomer a guy who says half of my value is on me. No he pays half the value. He gets malkut and he pays the full malkut. Now, if a guy says, I want to give half my value, why would Rabbi say we should hit a guy? Right? You want to pay the full value, okay, but why is loke? Amar Papa, Papa explained, when we say we hit him, it means we hit him in the pocket. But it's, a, it's euphemistic, which means we, we say that even in English. We hit him with the full erech. What's the reason? We're worried, a gezera, that anyone, we're afraid that if a guy says, maybe the guy will say, you have to pay full. You really have to pay half. But we have a gezera, and we hit you with it by making you pay the full thing because we're afraid you'll do the same halakha if you do and so we give you the same strictness. And therefore, it's not. Because the halacha is, if a guy says, half of my value, so whatever his value is, cut it in half. But if the guy, the value of half of me, being that you can't live without half of your body, it's really the body, the halacha is you have to pay your whole body. And if we let a guy who says, chatsi arko, pay half the body, which he's allowed to do, we're afraid that a guy who says, erechetsyo, who has to pay the full thing, will also pay half. And therefore, we make you pay full. So when we say we hit you, we see the word hitting you could just mean hit you in the pocket. So too over here, Republic's explaining that hit you means hit you in the pocket. Okay, we're going to stop at these words. Tanur Rabbanan, eight lines down. Baruch Adonai Amen v'amen.